0: familiar part of that very first Christmas story 2,000 years ago. Voyagers on a journey of hope. Hoping that there was something hugely significant out there. And if you think about it, they were pretty brave, really. They pinned everything on this star they saw, this light shining in the sky. And they set off with their bags, presumably on camels, trekking across land after land, searching yearning, hoping that something was out there that wouldn't just change their lives, but that was so significant, it would change the whole world. It's an inspiring story, really. And if you think about it, it's one that we can relate to, well, at least in part, because here it is, Merry Christmas, 2,000 years later, and everybody's what? Well, walking about with lights above our head, desperately seeking and searching for something to make Christmas Day significant and special. Okay, so most of the people walking past me aren't wearing crowns on their head, and as of yet, I've not seen anybody on a camel. But there's no doubt about it, this year, just like every year, the hope-filled journey towards Christmas Day has already begun. Are are and yet in many ways, this year's nothing like every other year, is it? This Christmas isn't like every other Christmas we've known. I mean, the hints are all around. Sure, there are some people out and about late-night shopping, but many more have chosen to stay at home, shop online. People are wearing masks, there are signs everywhere telling us to wash our hands, keep our distance, go this way, don't go that way. If we're honest, 2020's left us feeling weary and battered and anything but like wise men. You see, we've all been through something together we've never been through before. A global pandemic that has impacted every individual in every home across the nation and across much of the world. And if you think about it, 2020 has taught us some things. It's taught us that, well, we're in way less control than we thought we were. And we're actually much more vulnerable than we realized. And actually that things that we thought were certain are way less certain than we thought they were. Here it is. Yet again, Christmas is here. And I don't know about you, but I'm pretty certain everybody put their lights up early this year. It's like they're a symbol of our hope and of our need for some sort of comfort. It's like we're approaching Christmas In this season, unlike we've ever approached it before, we're searching for something this year. I wonder, what is it that you're yearning for, what you're searching for, that you think you might find this Christmas time? You know, there's no doubt about it. One of the things we love and are searching for from Christmas that comforting feeling of nostalgia like the old songs on the radio and the smell of cinnamon and the candlelight that we only get to appreciate this time of year. Christmas is a time of traditions and we love traditions because they're always the same year on year and they get passed on from one generation to the next. I don't know what your Christmas traditions are but I think we all share some of them, the trees, the, I don't know, what, mince pies, you know, uh, stockings maybe. For us, uh, you've got to get the Radio Times right at Christmas. You've got to circle the movies that you're going to watch. And maybe you've got some special ones, more family ones, a certain game you play. For me, I love putting out a little nativity set each Christmas with the wise men and the shepherds and Mary and Joseph and the little baby in the manger i guess food looking at the mince pies is one of the biggest traditions we've got isn't it that we pass on um we all love the mince pies christmas pudding here do you know what can we just have a word a moment can we just have a chat about some of the traditions that we've passed on from one generation to another because some of them are downright bizarre i mean just take a look here right what is with our national obsession with brussels sprouts at Christmas what is with that I mean I'll be honest I like a Brussels sprout if you fry me up a Brussels sprout with some bacon and a little bit of maybe a chestnut in there I'm gonna eat that I'm gonna love it but honestly about half the nation hate them but all the nation insist on having them on Christmas day right a Christmas dinner isn't a Christmas dinner without Brussels sprouts who made that rule I think it all started you know At primary school. You remember those Christmas dinners you used to get at primary school? That special one-off day where all the dinner ladies put tints on their hair and everyone was excited. And you got, as a little kid, you got that plate you got a little bit of turkey and you got your stuffing and the gravy. And then suddenly the dinner lady, the other side of the counter, would put six small, rotten, sweaty, stinking cabbage balls on your plate. With tears in your eyes, you'd say, do I have to eat that? And she'd say, get what you're given, you eat it, son, happy Christmas. And now all up and down the country, there are adults that have grown up from being school kids and they still insist on boiling up those Brussels sprouts every Christmas day. What are you doing, darling? We don't even like Brussels sprouts. It's Christmas, I'm boiling the sprouts. But they're rotten, stinking, sweaty cabbage balls, we don't like them. Quiet, it's Christmas day, I'm boiling the sprouts and you will eat them i got a few others. Like, this is a weird one. In my house, you know Christmas dinner, we all like to get out the fine china. So Christmas dinner, we go for three courses. But the starter, right, is actually just a drink. My mum and dad, you know that for them, that's your starter. You get a drink. Do you know what the drink is? It's tomato juice. Who on earth made that roll up? Tomato juice at Christmas for your starter. I mean, who ever, when they're thirsty, said, could you just puree me up some salad please and make me a salad juice and then to make matters worse dad always insists on then shoving in some worcestershire sauce i mean could you could you just get me a glass of that lovely salad juice please and and just to make it better put some rancid vinegary brown stuff in it please just to take the edge off i mean whose tradition is that it's a tradition it's going to happen it's christmas It's what i'm going to be having for my start of this christmas i hope you'll join me okay here's a weird one christmas cake love it but in my house Christmas cake is to be eaten according to my mum with cheese not next to cheese not after cheese not before cheese but you take a slice of cheese and a slice of Christmas cake and you put them in your mouth together who made that tradition up you know I like Christmas cake and I like cheese in fact I'd like Christmas cheese cake flavored cheesecake that would be nice but cheesy Christmas cake Who made that tradition up? It's a tradition and so it goes on. The last one, I need to warn you about this one, is pretty shocking. At Christmas time, something happens where we all go crazy for pickled things, pickled onions, pickled gherkins, but there is a pickle that is more dreadful than any other pickle and it's the pickled walnut. I didn't even know this one existed until I married Becky and a lovely dad, my father-in-law, introduced me to pickled walnuts. Like, we already don't like the walnuts. We've established that. They're hard to eat. We don't really want them. We only want them on coffee cake. Someone suggested, how about we just stew them in some battery acid for, for three months until they go black and moldy and soft and grotesque and spreadable almost. That'll make them nicer. And then you could have it at Christmas, couldn't you? Who made that roll up? And this is this is a secret I'm gonna let you into this year uptown I went to Sainsbury's they've sold out of pickled walnuts who is buying pickled walnuts there is a rush this year forget the toilet roll pickled walnuts everybody's buying them apparently who made that tradition up it's a Christmas tradition and uh, well I haven't got any because they've sold out but if I can get some I will and my father-in-law shall eat a pickled walnut uh, over the Christmas period Traditions that are going nowhere. Maybe the year of change like we've had, that's what we're looking for from Christmas. But if you think about it, even the most hardy Christmas traditions, even the most weird, will one day be fads that we've moved on from. My guess is that the comfort and the security we're looking for, really, it's simply not found there. It's not found in the pages of the Radio Times or in a box of mince pies. It's certainly not found in a jar of pickled walnuts. Sorry for all of you out there who've bought them. But it is there. It is there at the heart of Christmas. A light shining, full of hope, full of comfort, full of certainty and truth. But you're going to have to look for it, like the wise men. But if you do look for it this year, Perhaps more than any other, you'll see it in a way like you've never seen it before. You know, I don't think any of us would volunteer to do 2020 again, would we? I mean, there's been some amazing moments, some community spirit, people being so brave and extraordinary. But there's also been an awful lot of loss and pain, and hurt and uncertainty. And maybe it's really affected you. And maybe you're struggling right now to find any hope in any of it, even in Christmas. I want to say, you know, sometimes it takes hunger to really appreciate a meal. Sometimes it takes absence to really appreciate a friend. And maybe sometimes it takes the darkness, like the year we've had, to really see and appreciate the light because that's what the Christmas story is actually all about a few thousand years ago a prophet wrote that the people walking in darkness would one day see a great light a great light would dawn no it's not the light of the angels singing in the sky to the shepherds and no it's not the light of the wise men that star that they followed the light that shines, that has dawned on the people in darkness is the baby, the one who came from heaven, came to be like us. In his own words, Jesus said, I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. see, if this year has taught us that we're not in as much control as we thought we were, I want to show you and tell you of someone who is Jesus. He's the one who reigns. He's the Alpha and the Amiga. He's the one who made all things, the creator of the universe. He knows the beginning from the end and he is good and he is just and he is loving and his light still shines. And if it's taught us that we're more vulnerable than we realized... But it's true, we are. But the wonder of the Christmas story is that God, who was totally invulnerable, perfect in every way, more mighty than we can ever imagine, became, just like me and you, totally vulnerable. The one who made all things for a moment was held in the arms of a scared young mum, squirming and crying, weak and in need of care. And he did it to show us just how much we're loved. He did it to draw near to me and you, and it means that whatever we go through, even a year like this year, whatever next year has in store, you can know that God is with you and for you, that you are utterly loved more than you could ever know. And if you're looking for something in life that is certain and sure, and going nowhere then it's Jesus because his light has never stopped shining this is a light of hope and of comfort a light of joy and forgiveness that has never gone out not even death could squash and crush and put out this light you see, Jesus, when he grew up, went to the darkest place you could ever imagine, the darkest place of all. He went not just to death, he didn't just choose to die, but he chose to die for me and you and take on all our mess and all our pain and all our worries and all our fears and all our shame. No darker place could ever be imagined. But that didn't put out the light. He rose again and with his resurrection comes the hope that totally changes anyone who puts their trust in him. Comes forgiveness and joy and a future with him, guaranteed a present with him by your side each and every day. So this Christmas, yes, let's enjoy our traditions. Yes, let's mess around and do what we can to enjoy family where it's safe. Let's play the games. Let's enjoy the Brussels sprouts or not. Let's light our candles and bring a little bit of physical light into our homes but most of all let's ask ourselves what we're really yearning for and if it's certainty and comfort and hope and can I invite you to look again to Jesus the light shines in the darkness and it has not and will not ever be overcome happy Christmas And God bless you.